0: Welcome to The Six Again Podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts Adam Hoy and Jared Newton. Let's kick off. Hello and welcome into a State of Origin bonus episode on The Six Again Podcast. Jared and I are going to spend a half hour, 45 minutes breaking down State of Origin 1 uh, comparing player by player as we go along to pretty much get a prediction of who we think is going to win, based on a combination of stats and our opinions. Um, and while I've said this, I've just started recording. Jared's disappeared from my screen, and if we take that as an omen, New South Wales is going to run away before the game has even started. I'm back. Oh wait, he's back. I'm back. Okay. Um. As the typical Maroons homer I am, I have my Origin flag on a Maroon hat. It's not a Maroon's hat, but it is a Maroon hat. And my Queensland Origin boys in the background. And um, Jared has a Newcastle Knights. I'm
1: pitcher. changing it. So, I I, I was always behind the eight ball, I'll tell you what. I'm changing it.
0: While he's doing that, we'll cover a couple of other State of Origin stories. Um, really cool one in that at half time in each of the State of Origin games this year and in the Women's State of Origin, there will be an under-10s game out in the middle, which is going to be fantastic. Uh, they are mixed teams. Uh, they're playing two, three-and-a-half-minute halves. But the coolest thing is on the NRL.com website, they actually have the team list written up. So it's oh, the Little Maroons cool. versus the Little Blues, one through to 10, each of the kids' names written up just as the players' names are. So jump on there and have a look. Uh, for game one, we have the little <laughs> maroons are from Weir State School and the blues are from Belgian Belgian Garden State School. And there'll be different schools for each of the matches. Um, so good luck to the little maroons and the little blues and hope you have lots of fun. They'll also be part of a League Star Skills Clinic, a jersey presentation from NRL Legends and also a VIP behind-the-scenes tour of the stadium. I really the- hope one of these
1: kids play in the NRL one day.
0: Well, some of the uh, last names, they're either going to be playing cricket or rugby league. Yeah, I've got so Blacklock got right there. Blacklock, you've got Bowman for the Blues. We yeah. also have two Jaya Sarrias. Um you got Smith. Jaya Sarrias, uh, great uh, opening. I'm sure oh, there's a few Thomas Smiths that play in the NRL. Uh, Where's Cook, Damien Cook maybe. Um, there's a fair <laughs> few in there. So keep an eye out for them. Uh, really cool. Both State of Origin 1 and State of Origin 2 have already sold out. Um, to the public, there are travel packages available for Suncorp Stadium for game two. And yeah, jump all over that. There are still tickets available for game three in New South Wales. And I'd expect that to stay the same until we find out whether it'll be a dead rubber. Um, With Queensland leading 2-0, the other two results, I would assume we get close to a sold-out stadium. Uh, All righty. So how we're going to do this tonight is pretty much, we're going to go through each team list, one through to 17. We're going to be looking at four things to compare the players, who gets the advantage in that position. We're going to be looking at state of origin experience. And so that'll take also into account state of origin performances. Um, We're going to be looking at their positional strength, how good or how high do we rate them in that position on the field? We're also going to look at form. And to help us with form, we've gone to, or I've gone to the Pythagorgonrl.com website. And it's pretty much an NRL statistics website, which I absolutely love. Uh, We'll have the link in the bio for this episode. And we're gonna be looking at form using something called TPR, which is Taylor Player Rating. So this basically compares the amount of production done by that player to the average player in that position adjusting for time spent on the field. Okay, and we'll go over that again when we go through each player. But basically an average NRL player has a rating of 0.100. Okay, so you're marketed against that. Anything above that, you're above NRL average. Anything below that, you're below NRL average. Makes sense. Um, and we're also gonna look at how we believe they're gonna go in the game compared to how statistically they're predicted to go in the game. Um, which is done by number of tailors or number of outputs that have an influence on the outcome of the game. So it's a kind of a blend between opinions and stats to see how close we can get to the game prediction. And we'll go from there. Sound good? Excellent. Great to hear everyone yelling back at me. Um, No live feed for this year's game one. Uh, That may change as we go through the series. But to kick off, I have got... A double dry black IPA by Hope Brewery. It smells amazing. It's sitting here at seven point two percent, two point one standards. And I was hoping Jarrah was going to jump in there while I was drinking. It
1: is no, in, because I never get in getting the way of you criticizing or loving a beer.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> there you go. See, that's real nice. Alrighty, so without further ado, uh, let's jump into it. So in the fullback position for New South Wales, we have Mr. James Tedesco. And for Queensland, we have Mr. Valentine Holmes. So just some background. Tedesco's played 11 games this year. Um, seven tries, eight try assists, uh, seven line breaks, Um Been quite productive, as usual, while he's been on the field. Uh, Valentine Holmes, in comparison, has played 12 games, three tries, um, six try assists, and a hell of a lot of goals. Kicking very well this year at 34 Um, um, goals for the season. And we would predict that he'll be Queensland's
1: kicker. So the funny thing about that is, before the podcast actually said Tedesco has been having a slow year, but that's... Now he's better than every other fullback in the competition currently. Yes. Um, he, he's, the thing about it is he's got the points on the board where he's proven in big games he can handle it. So even if he was out of form, um, which by that he's not, uh-huh. you feel like he's going to step up. On the yeah. other hand, you got Val Holmes, who at the start of the year, um, he wasn't even starting fullback for Cowboys. Uh, he's only been there the last three, four games. He's only... Um, and he's stepped up amazingly. He's linked with the halves very well. As Adam said, he's uh-huh. kicking game. Um, if you don't have the attacking flair of Ponga, Val Holmes is probably your next safest option. So it's really good option, but I still put Tedesco ahead of him just because he's got more points on the board, especially yeah. in the big arenas.
0: So if you look at State of Origin Experience, James Tedesco has played 16 games. Valentine Holmes has played seven. Um, James Tedesco, since 2004, which is when this origin tracking data came in, has more um, moments of production in a game per game than anyone. And his influence in a game... So basically the number of tailors or units he has in the game, which is measuring production. So some of valuable work done on the rugby league field as measured by counting statistics that correlate with winning. So basically each individual impact this player has on the game, Uh, James Tedesco averages 60 per game. The next closest is 48 and that's Anthony Minichiello. In the top five, there's only five, there's only three Sorry, there's three in New South Wales and only two Queensland. It's James Sedesco, Minocello, Jared Hayne, Valentine Holmes, Israel Folau, And the top three of them all played um, well, sorry, all five of them were all the outside backs. So you can kind of see where this is coming. But the scary thing for Queenslanders, the most productive performances in individual games. Um, James Tedesco owns one, two, three, four, five, six of the top eight most influential performances in State of Origins in 2004. And he owns the top four, followed by Jared Hayne, Jared Hayne, then James Tedesco, James Tedesco. The first Queenslander most impactful performance in a State of Origin game based on um, every valuable asset you can add up is Greg Inglis at night. So I know from a okay. Queensland fan, um, Tedesco is the scariest person from New South Wales who ever get their hands on the ball, in my opinion, and that kind of backs that up.
1: Yeah, so if you look at facet of, like, of a fullback, you want, especially in Origin, you want safe under the high ball because obviously you're going to get bombarded in the first 20, They've at least. That. Yeah. Um, and then you've got organising your defensive line, with plenty of talk. Um, they're the two probably most important parts because both teams are so good attacking that, you know, anyone who flows in there at fullback for both teams are going to be able to link up with pretty well anything. Um, so out of those two things, I'd say, would you say Tedesco's stronger and all that in those two things? The i oh, I'd like say on the high player.
0: ball... Under high balls, a wash. Um, But organisation, yeah, Tedesco definitely. Oh, I'm not gonna say definitely. I just haven't seen enough of Valentine Holmes to make a qualified judgement. because it's not the part of the game they focus on a lot with him.
1: Yeah. So, and I think that and his ball playing. So at the start of the year, one of the biggest criticisms was just he ran the ball. That's all he did. He's developed in such. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Because Holmes yeah, is a pretty good so, ball player. Yeah, yeah. I, I would actually consider Holmes a slight better ball yes. player right now than Didesco. Um, But I think the biggest things he's been able to do, especially at the Roosters with that team, he, had, he was the chief guy in their defensive line because he was directing everyone around. He's so good. He essentially blueprinted Slater in that. Um, I think Holmes is probably a bit to learn when it comes to that. Not saying he can't, but it just you know Tedesco's probably got more Mm. runs on the board. But it comes to that, Um, as I said, Holmes probably has better ball skills. But you know, I think New South Wales overall have more ball players, Um, so kind of works out well for Tedesco in that. But look, either way, this is see the thing about this is to Holmes. Doesn't have the attacking flair Ponga does, but I reckon he's a bit better in other parts of the game, which strengthens Queensland a little yes. bit more. Because I'm I think he makes the
0: players around him better.
1: Yeah, I'm more worried about um, Holmes. Like, if Ponga got the ball in New South Wales 20, i mm. oh, shit, here we go. Every other situation, I kind of put Ponga ahead. Oh, sorry, Holmes ahead. Holmes ahead, so, yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually quite worried about Holmes at fullback. Um, which I, I did pick him. Out. I
0: did pick him as as my fullback in two of my back lines for Queensland, but this was before the injuries came in. So yeah, I I, I agree with you there. I think he's the best option Queensland has um, with regards to linking up with the outside backs and making their job easier. I'm thinking back. Think back to that Golden Point game against. um <clears throat> Throwing not the goal point game, the game against... Yeah, it was uh, against the Warriors. 40-meter field
1: goal. Yeah, the 40-meter
0: 40, 40 field goal. Where he um, set out free a couple of times. He got early ball. He was getting early ball out to Felt to give him space. That's the sort of stuff that um, Queensland's going to need um, because they're not going to be able to run over or through, really, Mitchell or Trebojevic. Or oh, um, around. Or, yeah, well, if they are going to get around, it's going to be based on very early ball, overs, balls, and you need a good playing ball-playing fullback. So if we look at state of origin experience, tick to Tedesco there, form, so um, Taylor player rating. Now, this is going to be slightly skewed because it requires five games. Sorry, no, it requires five games in that position, not five games all over. So, yeah, no, this is looking at homes at fullback. So 0.100 is average. Uh, Valentine Holmes is 0. 0.128, so that's pretty good. Um, whereas Tedesco is, is 0. 0.132, so it's even better. So he gets it in to
1: uh, well. but
0: it's very close,
1: it's 0. 0.004 different. Yeah, so but like, unfortunately, if Queensland had, Queensland has had a choice, they picked Tedesco every day of the week. So oh, I'd yeah, Tedesco's ahead of Holmes, and this is New South Wales one point. Yep. Um. as far as one-on-ones, but it's a lot closer than you would imagine for someone of Tedesco's calibre. Yeah. And so which using, I love because there's so many good fullbacks around. Uh, using So using
0: the state of origin experience, formed by a player rating, expected influence on the game, which Tedesco has 45, homes on 32, and positional strength, Tedesco wins that one 4-0 over homes.
1: Yeah, so 1-0 to New South Wales as far as... It's so weird to to think 4-0
0: based on the ratings that we've given, yet I I still think Holmes can have a man in match
1: performance and he could be the difference for Queensland. That's what Origins about. All right, wingers. This one is one of the funnest comparisons you can have. So essentially you get height versus midget, strength and speed versus... Speed. Queensland. (laughs) Now, Coates is pretty quick. If no, you, I, thought, so, I thought you were saying. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, so you got Ado Car and Brian Tyler on the wings for New South Wales. You got Xavier Coates, and look, this guy should have got a debut five years ago in Carl Felt. I love the fact that he's having a run. Um, I reckon he's earned it. He's a typical Queensland no-frills player, and he's he, he he's. He's got that Adam Mogg about him he's going to score three tries on debut and then never be seen again. We're talking about Adam Mogg when we we're watching the um, Storm
0: Titans because it was Redcliffe and Sunny Coast beforehand. And yeah, Redcliffe's just my team based on Adam Mogg coming to my primary school when I was, yeah, yeah, I was and, uh, he,
1: um Yeah, so he's got that Adam Mogg look about him where he could score three tries, walk out of the Origin Arena, be done with it, hang his hat on that. And I would love him for it, just because it's Kyle Felt. He's always been a good bloke in the, on the field. Uh-huh. Um, for this, so it looks like it's going to be Toto versus Coates and Adokar versus Felt. So uh. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. But Coates gives away... Uh, Brian Tyler gives away probably about 17 centimetres or something like that to Xavier Coates. But in saying that too... if um, if New South Wales can nullify the kicking game of Queensland, that goes out the window essentially. On the other hand, if Queensland can get a few kicks away, you got someone right next to toe in Travovitch who can jump as well.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So, they're going to be practicing switching that at training, especially yeah, if so, it, especially if it's close to the line.
1: It's, it's essentially... See, the, the, the really cool thing about this, because you know what Toto is going to bring. He's going to bring a lot of metres out of his own end and he's going to get low on Xavier Coates and try and burrow his way over. This is a battle that doesn't actually come down to Xavier Coates and Brian Toto. It comes against the New South Wales middles and edges versus Cam, um, Cam Munster and Cherry Evans. Because if they can, as I said, nullify their kicks and don't have as good kicks... Um, to him, gone bye bye. That's 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 what I see as because right now, if you go on Adam's stats, which he's probably been going to bring up you can't rate Toto's form and origin because his debut, obviously. But this year, his stats got to be better than Coates.
0: Oh, yeah, um, I don't, I don't, yeah, there's no stats in origin here, but um. Yeah. So, yeah, if we get that one over and over with state of origin experience, New South Wales has this hands down because it's two debutantes in 2-0 and felt, and then you've got Coates um, who's got two games um, compared yeah. to... At car, he's got about four, yeah. So, it, it, that's, that's a win in New South Wales straight there. Um, form with regards to ta- total player rating. So, Brian 2 has got one of the highest um, out of either team at 0.168. So, he's... Getting getting closer three quarters better than an average player, uh, which is ridiculous from a winger. So usually, like you have to have an outstanding season outside of just tries, and that's what two O's have. You compare him to Ado Car, Um Ado Car's having a really good season as well, but it's the running meter difference of two O, um, and Coates one point. Oh, sorry, point one zero four. So just. Just, just barely above NRL average, and Carl Felt isn't on here because this was done literally the day before. Yeah. That change has happened. So when it comes down to form, New South Wales shit this in as well.
1: Um, do you know what kind of annoys me that I even thought of this? But it's going to ring true tomorrow night. Um, Maroons are going to want to nullify Brian Toe, especially the metres he makes at the back. They're probably going to kick it to him first. Have him have the first carry and get up on him quick. He's small. I really don't want the high tackle thing to affect this because if they're jamming up on him, there's a chance he's going to get hit in the head a few times because that's how how origin works. You you go in there for contact. You don't go in there for precision. That's the word. You don't go in there for the Basically, for what Jared fine just arts. did not display. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, that's going to be definitely interesting because there's a chance he's going to get jammed high at very yes. high. And high that season. kind of
0: leads us into I forgot to talk about at the start where Cherry Evans called for a gentleman's agreement between the players not to dive and stay down. And then when the coaches are asked about it, because they both had a call by Jared Maxwell this week, um, neither of them were really committed to it. Like, so like I said, we ignored that sort of stuff. It'll take care of itself. But then Fittler finished with a very uh, poignant comment saying it's up to the players. And he said, it's up to the players whether they want to be part of an era where people are seen to be taking dives or not. So he's pretty much saying the coaches aren't going to police it. It's up to the players and whether yeah. this is on their, um, their legacy, uh, the public's opinion of them. And, um, are you going to want to tarnish that to win a game? It's, it's easier to say no before a
1: game. It's harder to say no when you're in the... Look, it, the it'll moment. come down to the last 10 minutes. Someone gets slapped, slapped across the face. He'll do a um, Dane Laurie and we'll see how mm. the referees react. Now,
0: yeah, well, Paul but, Green um, also said it'd be horrible for a game of this stature to be um, decided by a nuance in a call that people argue well, over.
1: I, I, i'm not going to be mad about it it's just how the game's played now like brad fitler said it's up to the players not to yeah do it um, so you're going on yeah we're
0: going on form. going on, going instead of origin experience let's get to both of those uh positional strength so it's really i find this really interesting because you've got out of the four of them Cole felt is the most pure finisher out of the four so yep. mate, he's been doing it for the longest. He can score tries where other people wouldn't score tries. The one where he did the triple dislocation of his shoulder against, um, I believe that was against the Broncos, um, yep. was, was absolutely nuts. Uh, you look at Adokar and Coates, they both got speed to burn. Um, Adokar's positional play as a winger is absolutely brilliant, especially in attack. Not many wingers time their runs better. And then Brian, 2-0 is just a meter machine. Um, When you're talking about under the high ball, Queensland, to me, definitely have the advantage. Both Felt and Coates are incredibly sound. Um, Felt's got the advantage, I think, over Coates. He does have a couple of yips in him now and then, but they can make more acrobatic leaps and catches than 2-0 and Adokar, whereas if the ball stays on the ground, um, I give Adokar the advantage there. So... I also give Tyra
1: the advantage because out of all four of them, defending the high the ball. No, <laughs> no, no. Sorry. No, no. Defending the high ball, like not not for a try. I yeah. yeah, defending yeah. It, so, yeah. Um, and the grubber. I'd actually put Brian, uh, Xavier Coates the weakest out of all of them. Yeah, I'd agree like with he, that. He is, a, he is an athlete. He is quick. He is a monster. But the positional play um, and the um, defensive efforts to where you need to put yourself um, when a high ball's coming at you. I'd I, I put him at easily the weakest out of those four. I think Jason so, Saab at the start of this year before he got everything fixed up. Yeah. He's a giraffe. He's like Blake Ferguson. Um,
0: That's why I called for coaches to be playing in the centres to uh, go against Tom Trevojevic, I think that would have been fun. Yeah,
1: um, yeah that, that's true. But see, it'd be very interesting um, so how sad. much Queensland respect Tom Trevojevic because, as you said, there might be Lots. opportunities where Toto switch over. Will they kick it to Felt over Ado car Because I actually think that's a higher-end play because out of all of them, um, I reckon even though he's not as small as Toe, Adokar would probably have the smallest leap out of the two of them. Out of all of them. So, and Kyle Felt, as you said, is one of the biggest finisher and Latrell Mitchell's on the inside. So I I would definitely be kicking it to Felt just as much as I'm kicking it to Xavier Coates because just because of Travojevic.
0: So are we gonna say positional strength or wash? Yeah. Okay. Um so it's a half point each, basically. And then um, expected to have an impact on the game. Both Tuo and Adaka have higher scores than Xavier Coates. And like I said, Kyle Feltz and Orleans, so that one goes to New South Wales as well. So they win that one three and a half to a half. So that's two for New South Wales. Um, yeah. The, so
1: the the next one thing, obviously, really...
0: sorry, one thing that we can't really cover in this is the intangibles. And I'm only going to bring that up now because Kyle Feltz making his origin debut In his hometown in his home stadium um and they've actually done statistics and studies on this with regards to influence of a home crowd uh, and that sort of stuff it's i think suncorp stadiums worth um, 7.7 from last reading um impacts on the game and you look at so a player that has 7.7 on this so the closest would be eight. Someone's going to have eight involvements. Um, the, the lowest it goes down to on here is 10. But it's kind of like an extra, it can be lo- literally like an extra player or just under the influence of an extra player. So will that impact Cole felt in a positive way? We saw what he did in the 2015 grand final. Will it overwhelm him? And um, That's something we can't really, well, we can't know before it happens with debutants like him and Tua, are they going to be overwhelmed? Tua's played in their grand final. Sorry, they both played in their grand final. Um, do they seize it? Do they run from it? Who knows? Yeah, so that stuff so can't really be taken into the
1: Out of all the guys you could debut in the win, as a Queenslander, you feel comfortable, Kyle Felt. You oh, know, hell like, yeah. I'm so like, stoked I, I, he's would, in there. I, I would feel the exact same way that he's debuting as if he's played 12 games play four series. I'd be like, yeah, righto. Kyle felt there. I don't think he'd, it'd affect him at all. I was way more really nervous don't. for Xavier Coates last year. I was yeah. scared. And then he... So, <laughs> this part... The next part's going to be interesting. The centres. So, you've got Travojevic and Latrell Mitchell. Two full-backs playing the centres for New South Wales. You've got Kurt Capewell, a second rower, playing in the centre for Queensland. Then you've got Dan Gagli. And out of the four of them... He's probably got the best origin record out of all of them, so I want to f- ask you: Does his origin record with Capewell's effort last year kind of put him over the line? No, it or- no, it doesn't. In origin form. I, I like Kerbal's effort in
0: one game was really good, but he got absolutely ripped to shreds <laughs> like the game no, after. No,
1: like I, I, I'm actually leaning towards Gay Guy. In this one, because Gay Guy's record in... Oh, Gay origin. Guy's
0: been the best outside back in State of Origin for the last... Yeah. Like, oh, I have him ahead of Tedesco um, based solely on the fact he's been playing in the centres compared to fullback. So he gets his hands on the ball less than a fullback does and he's been doing just as much. Um, <laughs> it shows, like, his... When, when I use the TPR, remember, that's relevant to their position. So, Tedesco's TPR this year is 0. 0.132. Gay Guy's is 0. 0.153, um, which is crazy um, for an outside back that's not a fullback. And you compare that to um, all the others. Uh, the only one that was better was Brian Tua at 0. 0.168. To, and he's having. we know what season he's having. So, I, I just don't think, no matter how well Gay Guy plays, the drop-off in talent, just pure talent, from Mitchell to Troboyovich down to Katewell, is immense. And I love Kurt Cable as a player. I would have him in my team any day of the week. But when it comes to a one-on-one contest over 80 Oof. minutes,
1: no. Latrell, one-on-one Mitchell the contest Kate... centers.
0: Yeah, in the centers, Kurt Cable versus um, either Mitchell or Troboyovich. He he's he's got a shot, obviously, because he's got smarts. But if either of them want to burn him on the outside, they can and they will. Um, if they want to run over him or through him, <laughs> he's a good tackler. He's a good defender. But this is like comparing, um, or anyone in an elite position. It's like comparing a David Fafita running against a um,
1: Preston Campbell. No, yeah, i talking Campbell. about
0: it. I'm talking about another second row who's just. A guy.
1: Oh, um, yeah. That I can't even remember his name, The guy from Bulldogs. <laughs> oh, I can't remember yeah, his name. Keep anyone going. like that.
0: Yeah. Um, again, this brings into intangibles. It's something about Queensland and us selecting players that we don't expect a lot of that aren't the highest talent player, but they've got grit, they've got determination, they've got effort, and will has that in spades. But he needs to... Uh, Dean Britt, there you go. But he needs to bring that with every ounce of his creativity, which we know he has. He can kick the ball. Um, he does have deception, all that sort of stuff. But it has to be brought in spades to be able to even out the talent uh, differential. So,
1: look, the reality of it is that yeah, Kate. Kate I'm trying well to build position, as
0: good a, as good an argument like as I can
1: here. Kate, well in that position. It's no good. <laughs> like last year, they had Jack Whiten in the centres. And I'd consider... And them, Gufferson, you know, wasn't it? Yeah, Gutherson and Whiten in the centres. That's like three steps down compared to Latrell Mitchell and Travoyevich. Mm-hmm. Um, just in pure talent. It's... it's Like, Dan Gayguy... Dan Gay guy is a specialist centre. He will struggle with these two. With what's going to get front. you got... Luai Cleary, Tedesco, Mitchell, Travojevic. There's That's no other center in the game that would mm. match up like Travojevic to defend against. No. no. And the thing about it is that both centers are going to have to deal with Travojevic because Fitler's given him a um, a license to roam. Mm. So you got Travojevic and Tedesco interchanging at fullback. How do you, how do you defend it? And you know what? Queensland are known because I had the exact same thing last year. I said the exact same thing. New South Wales should shit all over them, and they won the series. So, and but Queensland are known for pulling things out of their ass. So don't be surprised if they do. But just New on- South Wales are known for putting things in. <laughs> Literally, how we played last year. There's so much penetration. Um, New South. Uh, with you just have form-line... to take things a step. Yeah, all right. Full move on. Let's move on. Ability in that position, I don't see them stepping up at all. I really don't. No,
0: so TPR for both of them. We're not even going to compare. So both Mitchell and Traiboe, which are higher than Gay Guy, but again, their ratings are based on their play at fullback, which will always, almost always, generate higher than centers and wingers based on their involvement in the game. Um. When it comes to expected performance in this game, 21 for Kurt Cable is the smallest of all the outside backs. And the next closest is Xavier Coates at 26. Um, Latrell's at 29. Tom Trevoyich is at 38, which is ridiculously high as well. So technically, when it comes to positional strength, Gagai is the best out of these four. Um, he'll be able to expose Mitchell um, Mitchell's lateral movement although he's not up against him and Trebojevic is going to have a tough time tackling uh, Gagai because he's not up in the front line as uh, obviously as much as the center is. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a tactic early on just to continue to run down that channel at Trubovic, make him work, make him get through defensive reads, defensive decisions that he's not used to in that position um, but the same thing, New South Wales are going to do that to Kirk Cable as well. So it's going to even itself out. Um, for those who may be new to rugby league, this may be your first State of Origin series. The reason why we're talking about these guys is such a big drop-off. Uh, Tom Travoy, was injured last year, and Latrell Mitchell was not chosen based on disciplinary issues, um, basically, from the coach. Hence why they, neither of them were playing. And we we're talking about other players there, but I think New South Wales has this matchup as they do in the rest of the outside backs. Yeah, Pretty factually back um, Oh, state of origin experience. Gay guy wins this one. Um, although the games that Trebojevic and Mitchell Oh, or especially, been, have been have made an impact and
1: they're both better ball players. And do well. you know what another thing is that? Queen uh, New South Wales, they've got an advantage in the kicking game too because they just had to kick it to the centers. Whoever's Capewell going up against, because whoever you are, like Capewell's hmm. a very solid defender, I'll give him full credit for what he's defending, but he is no good under the high ball compared to Mitchell and Travovich. Yeah, so he, he yeah, that, that's a massive like. I, I have Brian Toto a more of a chance of jumping over Xavier Coates and Kirk Capel out jumping Travoyvich or Mitchell. Yeah. His
0: um, yeah. total player rating this year, Cable, is 0.115. Um, he's, look, he's
1: a great player in the second horrible. row. And also, yes. this to, is me, to me, into he's the a perfect utility. He's a perfect utility for Origin. This guy's coming into the centers playing against, um, but he's come off the bench for a lot of this year as well. Mm uh-huh. hmm. So it, it is so interesting. What was is it so
0: it. selfish and selfish of me to be that I was hoping for a Greg English SOS?
1: <laughs> I would I would have laughed if you did. Is, this, is there a flower cell around? I'm just <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, ring up Southport. Don't let him play.
0: Okay, to um, me, all right, let's go into five eight now. This one to me is pretty much hands down. Um, but yeah, what we People are probably going to argue as, why aren't you talking about this as a combination? And that's a really interesting point because obviously Lua and Cleary have an amazing combination at club level, um, whereas Munster and Cherry Evans have a combination at Origin and Australia level. They don't have it as often, but they've been quite successful when they've both been together. So we're, uh, we, we're going to do them individually. So when it comes to state of Origin experience and um, performance, Munster obviously... Smashes Luai, considering Luai is a debutant and Munster um, has already etched himself in origin um, history as one of Queensland's most, uh,
1: what's the right word here? Effective, amazing, effective.
0: awesome. I was going to say recognisable, but yeah, effective, amazing, awesome. I'll take them. 5-8. Um, so. Yeah, uh, his name speaks for itself. The fact that he hasn't played in over a month or whatever, and some people have him as man of the match on their on their bet sheets. And you're like, well, he hasn't played he's gonna walk straight into origin. Yeah, but it's Cam Munster. So
1: yeah, so see, we talked about runs on the board with um Tedesco. Tedesco. So these two oh sorry, Cameron Munster, because we're not doing the halves. Cam Munster has Essentially, every run you can get, he's won everything except probably uh-huh. the Dallien. Um He he's just the games that he is not supposedly not prepared for. There is good games, uh-huh. like last 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 series, he won a green final for Melbourne, and then a week and a half later, he played for Queensland and s- tore us apart. How long he how long do you reckon he was on the drink after that game? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he rocked up and he just performed. He's the oldest school old school player. The fact that he is like he is under the strictest coaching NRL in Craig Bellamy. Yeah. Shows you how talented this motherfucker is. So he is allowed to get away with so much more, but once he crosses that white line, he's all business.
0: Yes. So and oh. After saying all that, you have to give Jerome Lua credit because he has not been as good a player the last four weeks as he was to start the year. When he started the year, Nathan Cleary was taking the backseat to Jerome Lua. He was all over everything. And then Cleary just went into that hot vein of form. And that's the advantage you have in a team that has a partnership like this. No one was really talking about Lua not being in great form because Cleary was in such good form. And... I'm not going to say he was coasting. He's still working on his game, but he's coming into state of origin as the half out of these four in the um, worst form. And it's not even bad um, at this stage of the season, I'd say the other three halves are playing better than the but he started the year better than the other three halves. So total player rating this year, there's only 0.04 separating months of one Luai 0.126. So compared to the average position, they're both a third above an average player in the 5'8 position. Uh, That equates their projected impact on the game, Cam Munster 29 efforts, uh, Luai 28 efforts. So statistically speaking, this season, they've been very much the same player, very equal players. But this is origin. This isn't regular season. And that stacks the chips in Munster's favour, in my opinion, based on the track record, based on his positional strength. And I think just generally he's a better all-round 5'8 than Luai, as he should be with the extra years of experience he's had in the system that he's played his career at. Sorry, in, due to the club he's at, is what I was trying to say. Short kicking game. Of Munster's has improved over time, I'd put Lui ahead of him still. And that's something that Louis that ha- has had and he continues to build, but I still think he's more talented there. Um, but when it comes to reading the game, defensive decisions, when to run, when to pass, um, Munster's got that. So uh,
1: here's how I see this. Right. And look, before anyone jumped down my throat about um Cameron. Jerome Lui and Nathan Cleary are in amazing form and they are leading this team, leading this thing to the twenty four, whatever the hell it is. Wins in a row. But when you come into state of origin as a half, it literally makes or breaks you.
0: That, Cody that's,
1: Walker. Cody Walker, Mitchell Pierce. Look at him. He if you Kerry if Evans won, the first time around. Yeah, if he won five, if Mitchell Pearce won five grand finals, someone would say at the end of his career. Ah, oh, but he was shit for New South Wales. Like that—that's what Origin does. It's three games a year to prove yourself. If you do not prove yourself, it'll follow you for the rest of your career. Uh-huh. So, you know, legends are made. And right now, Luai has probably the best preparation and. Form going into a state of origin that he could possibly have, um, all the chips in the are in his favour. The question is for him: is it's been asked a few times in the last, or since he got picked? Is he plays with so much flair, so much room? When it comes down to the nitty gritty of New South of State of Origin, will he be able to create that play, or on the other hand? Consolidate a win for New South Wales because when it comes down to the kicking game, when it comes down to all that, that's all going to be for Queensland and, um, I'm oh, sorry, all going to be on Cleary's shoulders. Yeah, Cleary, yeah. Queensland are going to know that. So, Luai has got to come in and when he does kick, it has to be an effective kick every single time. And that's And that's where he has to prove himself because no matter what form you are in, going in, like I said, state of origin makes a break. Cherry Evans and Munster are already proven performers in the origin arena. Uh So when when they're trying to consolidate a game, you know that whoever's kicking is going to put in the right spot. Uh So I really hope for Jerome Luai that he can stand up. To be honest... Uh I've seen Nathan Cleary play for the last three series. I haven't actually been sold on him in the state of origin yet. I think he's had one good game in that period where he's actually controlled the game and won it. So, I think the most pressure are over these halves, on these halves, sorry, but saying that too, they've got the most best form coming into it as a halves pairing than anyone else I've seen along the best prep to come into a game.
0: So I gave origin, I gave origin. I gave Munster two out of the four. Um I did a wash between form and expected because they're so even. Um, but uh, positional strength and state of origin experience. Now this next one is gonna be epic. This could be, yeah, the epic um the epic matchup. And I have to disagree with something you just said with Cleary with regards to origin. I thought he had um two decent games last year, the the one that they won and the game three that they lost. I thought he performed really well. But it did show the game that he struggled was the game that New South Wales forwards did nothing. And obviously, um, the the old adage is forwards, win you a game, backs decide by how much. But without the forwards doing their job, the backs can't do anything. And I think that really showed um, in game two where he was lost and that's when he made his poor decisions. In game three, when they lost, he was still their best player, in my opinion.
1: I honestly don't
0: think that statement works on Origin. I really don't. Um, no, it's a, it, it's a, I was just throwing out there for that example. Yeah, again, no,
1: my, my example were Queensland's dominance throughout the last, what, 20 years? That's my life now. Um, no. Their, their forward the... pack wouldn't be as good as New South Wales forward pack. Oh, no though. way. I wouldn't. And, I, I wouldn't be able to name one year where it was. Oh, in the early times, obviously receiver and Webkey, but um, you know, over the years, New South Wales. But the difference was Queensland had smarter ball players, and that's the thing. Like yeah, that's where Cleary that's been needs to be. If he wants, if he wants it to be talked about amongst First and Smith, Johns, Crump, yeah, all them, he needs to win off a off the back of a shit out forward pack.
0: I love it how you said John's because there's a great graph on here just randomly where it says um, career production in origin. Um, so total tailors produced in origin. Inglis, um, Slater, Thurston, Smith, Lockyer, um are all nearing or above 500. John's is at 180 something. Yeah, but come on.
1: Calm down. You know who Johns is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just uh, calm, I just want to calm your titties. All right, <laughs>
0: let's go. Um, Cherry Evans versus clear. He's obviously on form. Clear. has got heads down. He's so far ahead of everybody else on this chart. Um, his player rating is two, two, four. So not only is he better um, than an average player, he's more than double that of an average. NRL halfback this year. That's the form that he's in, uh, which is absolutely crazy. You look at Sherry Evans, who's not having a bad season by any stretch. His play rating's one two five, so he's um, a quarter above an average uh, NRL halfback. Um, clearly is another entire average player ahead of him, uh, which is. Absolutely ridiculous when you make the statement that Cherry Evans is the current uh, Australian halfback. Then further on from that, you look at the expectation of the impact on the game. Uh, Cleary's is at 56. And when you take that into consideration, I said before that Tedesco has the highest average impact on an origin game at 60 uh, moments through a game they're projecting Cleary at 56. That is 11 more than the next highest, which are James Tedesco and David Feeder. Um, Cherry Owens is at 31, so he's 25 points clear. So when it comes to expectation and current form, um, Cleary has his hands down.
1: Yeah. Um, see, in, in NRL games, Cleary's biggest ability is to involve, him, involve himself, like Adam said, into big plays. So he touches it three to four times a set, which All is right. amazing. This game, I don't know who his bodyguard's going to be. It, it's either Cam Murray or um, Tariq Sims starting, but they're going to have a hell of a job going at this bloke because Origins already quick enough. It's the quickest, one of the quickest sports on earth. Minus the 100 meter race. Uh Um, (laughs) That's Jared
0: attempting to make a joke, people. That
1: was hilarious.
0: Um, If you're still with us, congratulations. Thank you so much for sticking by us. (laughs) Um, I
1: need it for my mental health. (laughs) So they're going to run. Majority of traffic at, at Cleary. That's just a base tactic that they're going to have to use, just because if you nullify nullify his touches in the game, that's a lot of impact New South Wales is going to lose. Because uh-huh. going for their stats, Adam just said this proves that right there. If you can make that boy tired with Fafita running at him with Kafusi running at him, it's going to be a massive step in the right direction for Queensland to um, stop. To, sorry, blunt New South Wales attack. Uh-huh. So, because you know, if you run through the middle, Cook's going to make 60, 50, 60 tackles and still be able to do what he does. Cleary, no matter how good he is, you know, it's going to be a good test for him tomorrow night because he's the number one playmaker here. Yes. Um, and I, keep, I know I keep, every time I talk about someone, I compare who's next to him. But if you look at it, I, I, I would see Cleary a more defensive liability than Cherry Evans right now. I'm, I'm looking at, I'd agree with that.
0: Uh, looking at state of origin experience, I'm giving that to Cherry Evans based on the amount of extra games he's played and he's been part of winning series and yeah. as, as Cleary has as well. But um, over the course of time, however, when it comes to the actual positional strength, to me, Cleary's overtaken Cherry Evans as a half. And that hurts me so much to say because I love Cherry Evans. He's my captain of my club team. He's the captain of my state team. Um, But right now I've got Cleary with the advantage three to one over Cherry Evans. Um, Again, an intangible when it comes to leadership. I believe Cleary is building into a very good leader. Uh, Cherry Evans is already there. I couldn't ask for anyone better at my club to be the captain. Um, But that's not something we're rating here. We're looking at those four. And to me, Cleary's got three to one over Cherry Evans um, in that situation. The intangibles of origin to me equal it out, uh, but we gave our things that we're going to base it on, and to me, New South Wales gets the edge there. Do you, Jared? What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, just on just on where they're at, current form, and just because Cherry really struggled at the start of start of this year to gain it, Cleary's just been building an all year on his form. So it's yeah.
0: Good. Okay, so we're going to be doing the props. Together, so for Queensland, you have Christian Walch and Tino Fasimowali, and for New South Wales, you have Saifidi and Jake Drojevic. Probably the least engaging prop battle for a State of Origin game that I remember in quite a while. You've got two out and out props in Saifidi and Welch versus two part timers in Tino and Drojevic. And for those who listen to our Origin uh, first team lists, two episodes ago, I left Travoyage out of my squad completely, and I feel completely justified in that against other locks, this is locks because that's the position he plays at club, he's below NRL average this season. His output has been 0.079, which is the lowest on the New South Wales squad, Um, and it is the it's the second lowest out of both teams. Only Jaden Sewer has a lower rating than Jake Droy, which does this year based on games played. And as a Manly fan, I'm not surprised in that, considering he probably had two good games this year. And I, I had Dave Clemmer in my team. He's at a 0.112. So at least he's a whole point above um, NRL average. Put nah, it in context, that, that... Cy Feed is 0.114.
1: So he's yeah, only two so, thousandths
0: better than Clemmer this year with regards to his impact on a game.
1: Yeah. So in, in, this also interests me a lot um, because at a pure, it's going to be just pure impact with Tino versus Safedi, just beating the shit out of each other. I put Tino actually ahead in that. Oh, how
0: we, um, oh, I don't even think it's going to go that way. Well. I think Payne Haas is going to start. And it'll be Haas versus Tino because they hate each other and the coaches know that.
1: Oh, I don't think they're going to... Nah. Well, either way, Safidi... Safidi's been solid. Really good. Taking big hit-ups, yep. running over people. Tino's just more of an X-factor. That's how He's I... He's not a then, at
0: all.
1: Yeah, and then on the other side, you've got Christian Welch, who's just a durable player. He's crazy. Um yeah, he he, he just he, he just absorbs everything that comes at him and just keeps moving forward. It's typical Melbourne. That's that's yeah. What does interest me is New South Wales lineup because you've got Trovoyovich who's a lock, who's a ball playing lock. Uh-huh. That's 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 what he is. He gets the ball, runs up to the line, and pops it off to a um the a lead waste, runner yeah. or the the jockey. Isaiah Yo is exactly the same player in the Pembrist setup. Mm-hmm. So which one is gonna go with the guy running forward or the guy passing the ball? Because you can't have a front row, a lock, a halfback, a well, five. I, eight.
0: I think Fittler's just made it simple to rule just run the ball. That's all we want you to do.
1: Well, see, that, that that's my next point. Why so... not put Clemmer in there? <laughs> yeah, well, the only problem is Filler and Clemmer don't get along. Don't and care. And on the other hand, clemmer has been like he, he, he makes a lot of meters, but he's been made toothless this year because he's not offloading. Everyone's isolating his offload this year, um, which he spent a lot of time learning in the last two years. Is Sophie going to offload? No, Trevoidich? not at all. Yeah. will. Yeah. Um, so, but th- this is my point about he the whole offload. thing. So, out of the two of them, I rate Isaiah Yo a more damaging runner. But it mm-hmm. looks like because he's at lock, he's going to be the ball player. Travojevic, if you make him run, yes, he'll do it, but he's not going to make you many post contact or meters at all. He'd be a great defender. So, I'm kind of with you. I don't understand why he's at prop just because I, if they had someone like in at lock which then he's not even in the squad who is going to play like that front rower and then uh-huh. Travoyevich I don't see I just I don't like the idea you're going to have Cook running you're going to have Travoyevich Isaiah you know, Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai trying to put people in, in space I think that's too much uh-huh. um, and there's going to be a lot of people yelling out separate things to everybody trying to get everyone organised and I, I, I just think it's a bit too much. I would have preferred, imagine Sofidio and Payne Haas yep. starting. That's that would what have I been absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah, or even Junior Paulo, whatever. One of the one of those free starting, um, just to make it less confusing. Really, yeah, <laughs> that's I, all I, I just... can say. When it comes down to it, like, Christian Welch and
0: Saifedi are awash. Um, they're expected and their form this year are separated by one thousandth of a point. Uh, when it comes to Draboyevich and Tino, Tino's ahead, but he's still below NRL average based on his output this year. And I said the same. He's two best games of when he played at lock. At prop, he's been below average. Um, stats back it up. He looks less effective. Um. For me, in Queensland, he's much better coming off the bench. Um, but he's not selected there. I, I, I'd i be surprised if Treboi and have an impact on the game based on the positions where they're played, where they're locked down and have less freedom. Um, to use some of their more creative skills in this, It it, To me, it literally comes down to Saifidi versus Welch and who you think you're going to give the edge to, but I can't split either. I've got this as a split straight down the middle. I don't see either squad with a strength that overdoes each other or a weakness that's any worse than each other's. Tino's a harder runner than Trevojevic. is a better ball player. I don't think either of them are going to be able to really utilize either of those skills, in all honesty. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, all right. So who are you tipping as the dominant one, right? Neither. I'm giving them half each.
0: All right-o. I think they're both very yeah. underwhelming. I, I, I could I could change the squads around to give both either side an advantage.
1: Um, yeah, but we we'll would have to wait for Paul Green and Brad Fipper on this.
0: Yeah. I, Queensland, if Fodder Waker was there instead of Tino, Queensland would win that hands down. If Payne Haas was there instead of Travojevic... New South Wales would win it hands down, but as it stands now, as, oh, as that, that's me saying fans. if the other team didn't make a change, but one team did. So I'm giving them half each.
1: As a Queensland fan, are you a bit worried about Travoy, fit, Troy, Travoy, Travoy, Safidi, sorry. Um, no. Try scoring ability. No. Close to the line. No, you're not worried about that at all.
0: I'm a hell of a lot more worried of Haas's try scoring ability close to the line.
1: Well, only if New South Wales use him properly because Queen, um, Broncos don't sure no. fucking don't use him Even, properly at all. Um, just, I, are I, you worried I, I about Tino
0: sp- close to the line?
1: Not in the middle. Yeah, me neither, so That's what I mean. No. I'd just... um, be worried about him on the edge a lot more. Yeah. Okay, so second rowers uh, he wins this hooker. wonderfully. A oh, hooker. Oh. Well, this will be a good one. Oh, he, I don't see it as he, any he,
0: close, but
1: you go. What?
0: In what? The only thing going against my opinion is that he hasn't played 80 minutes in nine months. Otherwise, he's got the other guy covered for everything except for speed. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and it shows up here, Harry we're, Grant we're, we're, is the highest rated Queenslander this year based on the games he's played. At... 0.204. So he's double an NRL average hooker. Uh, Damian Cook's 0.127. So he's about a quarter better. Um, yeah,
1: so about three weeks ago, for some for some reason, we thought that we're not going to have enough content to talk about. So we come up against we came up with an idea going most underrated, overrated plays in the game or individual efforts and in games and stuff like that, individual um, talents in game. Right? Yeah. And my most overrated thing that I'm telling Adam without even doing that was he's Damien Cook without speed is very overrated. Oh hell yeah. Um, yeah. he's he, he 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 has set up so many tries using that speed, but as far as now, as far as knowing when to run, as, par, as far as pass selection. Um, I, I would say off the ground, Damien Cook's got a better pass than Harry Grant, like long pass than Harry Grant. But as far as all the things that matter, even kicking game, Harry Grant, the shit's all over him. Uh-huh. Like, he really does. It will be interesting the fact that I think New South Wales forward pack is a lot bigger, which kind of nullified Cook a little bit because they're slower play to balls. Um which will be interesting how New South Wales because if he's got a quick play at the ball and he starts rolling, you've got that's to fight. That's, that's the difference. Yeah.
0: He doesn't utilize... To me, he doesn't utilize his speed enough when his forward pack's not moving forward. Obviously, a forward pack moving forward aids, aids that and allows it to be easier. He has enough speed to be able to use it even when the forward pack's not moving forward to be able to jump out around the markers, get to an edge, utilize it, does he still have X factor game breaking ability and could he use that to win the game? Hell yes. There's just nothing you've seen of it consistently over the last six months to a year that would suggest he will do it now. The one thing I guess playing in his favor is that Brad Fittler picked him despite this. So he obviously has confidence in him, which will make him feel better as a player. Um, And Harry Grant's coming back from an injury, of course. Uh, Paul Green also said in the presser this week, uh, today, sorry, that AJ Brimson will step into hooker role um, if required, and that they, they were training that way as such. Um, but yeah, to me, this is a Harry Grant well, see, one and done. If,
1: if you get AJ Brimson into hooker, see you Queensland. Mm. That that's that that that's not even a. That's not even uh, for me, that's not even debatable. Like Brimson, no matter how talented he is, not a hooker, no matter how you sleep. Yeah, it. but
0: we said that about Ben Ben Hunt as well, and some of his best games have been in origin as a hooker, uh, like no, off the bench.
1: The difference is for that Ben Hunt's a ball player. Brimson's best thing, I, I don't rate his ball playing that high. It's his running game that I rate high.
0: Mm. It'll be interesting. So I, I, I don't yeah, I don't and see green pulling that unless it's absolutely necessary. Well,
1: to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Hunt gets played Hunt plays at uh, 14. Yeah, I, I would either. Yeah. I know he said it, but it could be ducks and drags. Queen's not known for that shit. Um I wouldn't honestly because it, it just depends if he thinks if Harry Grant tells him you play 80, that's the reason you play Brimson. Harry Grant's a bit sketchy. Probably not. But
0: I also see yeah. Brimson coming on for a forward. Um, yeah, Bristol Cohen to lock
1: in this run it, run around in the middle. Yeah, but at hooker, if he has to play, if Grant gets injured, Touchwood, I don't want it to happen. But if he has to play a decent amount of minutes in hooker, New South Wales is going to bring yeah, it's a full load half and just run at him all game yeah. because he defensive ends in that hooker is a very different defensive job than fullback. Yes, very much so. All right,
0: um, second row to me, again, this is pretty um, pretty cut and dry overall. Um, Tariq Sims and Cameron Murray have two of the lowest player ratings based on their position this year. Uh, even when Murray's played, Lock, he hasn't been outstanding and Sims has been... Eh? Um, they're both below an NRL average, uh, Murray by two points. Uh, Fafita is quite the way above double an average, whereas Kafusi is also below an average. Uh, he has not had a year up to his usual standards either. Origin, performance, experience, uh, by massive amounts, um, Murray and Sims have both got more experience obviously than Fafita has at this level. Um, When it comes to position, positional strength, Ken Murray has limited experience playing on the edge at this level. Uh, The other three have got him covered for that. Trick Sims does bring aggression, decent line running, um, speed and strength, but it's consistency that's his issue. He's got mistakes in him, he's got penalties in him, as does Fafita obviously. It, it, it's closer, I guess. Um, but I'm struggling to see where the X factor and brilliance from New South Wales 2 are going to come from, whereas Fafida's got that up his sleeve. And.
1: What is
0: a, But Yeah, so I was a bad game out of Cafuci is still generally an average to above average game for another player.
1: So, what I'm, I, I look for the life of I don't understand why Tarek Sims is there, whatever. He's. There. I'm just gonna leave it alone before I criticise him too much. Um, Cam Murray. No matter how talented he is, I don't think he's shown his proper wares at how good he can be in Origin yet. Because he's had he had a good year two years ago and he got injured last year. Oh. Um, he is a super talent who can do anything, but he just hasn't had that opportunity in origin yet. I'm hoping he steps up this this year. Um, Kafusi, he's exactly like Kyle Felt. He's exactly like that Qu- typical Queensland player who's just no frills, going to get the same job done every time. It's going to be, as Adam said, there's a small difference between his worst game and his best game. It's David Fafita which interests me. So, David Fafita can tear a game apart, literally. But, the game, I can't remember who it was against. He scored three tries in one half for Gold Coast this year. Uh-huh. And then he touched the ball twice, twice. in the second half. Yeah. That stayed for feeder. So uh-huh. if New South Wales shutting down well enough, he's done. Uh-huh. Essentially. Like that's he like I said, if he wants to break a game apart, um, he will. But the big big word is want. If he yeah. doesn't want to do it, he won't. And that should be out of everything Queensland's biggest fear because we we compare every player and you know there's plus minuses and stuff, but the difference between him and Kafusi, small difference between good and bad for Kafusi, mild massive long. difference, that's yeah. For and that's what you get with your X
0: factor players generally until they build consistency oh, into their game.
1: Yeah, so uh, uh, but. That's Pong, Pong is still working
0: on that. Pong is still working oh, on it. Yeah, 100%. Tedesco um, nailed it and it shows the difference.
1: And for Feeder just he's not even close to nailing it. That's no, that's the not issue close. I have. Um I don't think he's fit enough. I don't like sometimes I don't think he's fit enough to play in NRL. Um and don't don't get me wrong about this. I love him. I love him. I reckon he's a fantastic player, but for me if he's on his day we're fucked. If he's not having his best game, you're fucked. Yeah, fuck, yeah.
0: And when we talk, just to clarify, when we talk X-Factor, X, play, X factor, it's something that a player does that no one or very few players in his position can do. And, and we're not talking with regards to decision-making and brains. It's physical attributes. Like, I, I'd never say Darren Lockyer had X-Factor, but he's one of the best rugby league players of all time. Yeah, yeah. But someone like um, Tedesco with his foot speed and acceleration, no matter how much you coach or train, you're not going to be able to replicate that if you don't have the physical ability um, to even put yourself at a base level to try that. And what Fafida can do for his size, the speed, the lateral movement, um, the change of direction, the agility that he can do is crazy. Tavita Payne guy is another one for the Broncos. Um uh, pain for, for New South Wales. That's what we mean by X factor. And generally, players like that take longer to find consistency with those skills, um, based on the variation in their play.
1: Yeah, it so, sounded
0: really smart. Thank you. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, there we go. Cool. So um, we'll take 11
1: and 12 for Queensland. Just yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. just because uh, of Tarek Simpson. And Lock. this one, this, this one's, one's super cool. Fine. What the only difference is, so Pemba supporters are going to admit I'm wrong. Isaiah Yo is better than I thought he was um, because last year I was underrating him. But it's what it is. So you got uh, Isaiah Yo, Pembroke flock to um, Jai Damn. Arrow, South Sydney lock, front rower, and bench player. Oh, yes, this goes everywhere. I just want to... There's one thing I would say about this matchup. Isaiah Yo is more adaptable to the game situation than Jai Arrow. Okay, I'll give you that. So Jai Arrow is, is going to tackle day for you. He's going to... No frills at all. He's not going to run over everybody. He's going to make, you know, five to eight metres every run. Uh-huh. Fantastic player. I love Jai Arrow. Isaiah Yo can do that. But he can also ball play. He can also do, you know, he can also throw that massive pass out mm-hmm. wide for a, for a cut apple, and he has an instinct to know when to do that and when not to do that. So he has a very good passing game. But when he has to just tuck it under his arm and run, right. he can do that all game. He scored so- try...
0: Detroit... Was that Origin last year? We did that one where he got through the line, the outside,
1: stepped inside. Yeah, and that's another thing. His left foot step is very hard to beat, mm. very hard to defend against. So I actually put and Adam's going to bring up stats, but I actually put Isaiah Yo ahead of Jairo right now, just because of his adaptability. Cool.
0: So when you say you're going to put him ahead on stats, so on stats. Um, Jairo 0.130. Oh, just so everyone
1: knows, stats are not my friend.
0: Uh, Jairo 0.130, so above average. Uh, Isaiah 0.093, so below average, uh, at the lock position this year. Um, okay. I'm expect, by that. yeah, so I was like, expectation for the game. Um, Jairo to have 33 uh, moments of input, J- uh, Isaiah 24. So stats wise, this could be one where the eye test may not match up with the stat statistics and the underlying numbers. However, when it comes to the origin arena, um, Arrow has the advantage here based on games played and experience and performance. He's never, or sorry, no, I can't remember one bad game that he's had, Um, but outside of that, he's been brilliant. Uh, Isaiah made his debut last season. I agree with Jared. I believe Isaiah has more adaptability, more versatility, and more skill overall for a lock than Jaiaro does. Um, but Jairo is a better defender. A hard, to me, a harder runner of the ball yeah, as I'll opposed to a faster runner of the ball, if that makes sense. And he's going to lock down the middle uh, for Queensland as best as he can against the Damien Cook running game. Can Isaiah do the same thing to Harry Grant? He will, to me, not as consistently, but he's got the ability to do so. This is probably the first one where I'm going. Um, I test over statistics. I think Isaiah has been good this year without being as good as he was last year. Oh, I'm leaning. I'd lean Isaiah Yo. If Correia was the dummy half, if okay. that makes sense.
1: So yeah, so what I'm going to go would...
0: Arrow solely based on origin. Um,
1: so it is funny because Isaiah Yeo and Cam Murray would probably be the two most typical Queensland players playing for New South Wales. Like, just the way they played, no frills. They. Do a great play when they need to, but other than that, they just tackle today day. Like, I, I really do believe that they're the closest thing to a Queensland player in the East New South Wales squad. I think they would walk on for Queensland in a lot of eras just the way they play, um, which is cool. Yeah. The reason. So, yeah. okay. Are we still in the bench overall? What do you get? Do you go yo or arrow? Yo. And I went
0: arrow. So, this is the first position where we've been split. Yeah. So, I put. Even on here, even though it says Arrow's had better form and better predictability, I've given that to you. So I've just like put that in a wash. Um, positional strength, I think they're even, but in different areas. So I just went on set of origin experience, which gave it to Arrow. It's the only reason I picked him.
1: Yeah.
0: More your defining one.
1: Well, or do I I'm give a half to? Or do I give a half to both? Give a half to both. All right, cool. Just, just because of that, uh, it, 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 this depends on the game. So if it yeah. becomes a grind, arrow wins. It becomes yep. a free flowing points, yo, yo win. Yep, okay. cool. I'm down. Are we doing up. the entire bench together? I just do it as one.
0: Um, because, all right, when, so for New I'll South Wales, you, I'll just give you the stats overall. Um, They're, they're almost exactly the same with regards to projectability. So impact on the game and their player rating for this season, except for Jaden sewer, who's, um, very low, very low with regards to player rating. Um, his impact on the game is the same as junior Porlo, uh, is what they're saying here. And outside of that, they're saying uh, they're pretty much even, um, Foda and Liam Martin are the two highest
1: player rated uh, player ratings on the benches. Okay, for New South Wales on the bench, you've got Jack White, current Delhi current WM winner. Junior Paulo, Payne Haas, and Liam Martin, with sound Graham, Campbell Graham, not Wade Graham, as the eighteenth and 19th man. For Queensland, you've got Brimson, Jaden Sewer, Moaka Waker and Joey Hoff offhand Gallery. Look Reality is, I'm just gonna say it right now, I bet shits all over yours in every facet.
0: Except like for Fo-
1: except for acre. Utility value widened over the fact that Princeton widened can yeah. play every position on the field. Jaden Seward versus Liam Martin because they're both second rowers. Liam Martin wins every day of the week and he's built for origin. Literally, he was made in the rope built in the factory. This time, this time Same last rowers. year. Um, no,
0: if no, but no. this time last year, if Liam Martin was in this de- debuting Seward.
1: Yeah, yeah, he'd be but killing. But what him. I want to happen, but right is now, yeah, Liam Tarek Martin's Sims, outperforming him by a lot. I want Tarek Sims and Jaden Seward to run and have a double clothesline, get them both sent off because they're both useless in this arena. Um, Jaden Sewer was good last year; he just hasn't been. Uh, okay, this year. so for New South Wales, you got so we just went over Brimson. Versus White and White and wins that just yeah. for the utility value. Yeah, Sewer versus Martin currently on form. Martin wins that. Yeah,
0: Fodawaker
1: versus Haas. He beats both of them.
0: Fodder is in better form than both the New South Wales, props, he, he so. is.
1: But I would put Haas ahead just on origin and pure ability, um, just because of that. But if you want to go through the stats line, we'll put Fodder But then you got Offerhand Gowie, versus un. Like, the guy who got cut you're, from the... You're going to love this, actually. The, the guy who got cut mm. from the Wooden Spoon team last year versus mm. Junior
0: Polo. And he's outperforming Junior Polo on stats this year, by the way.
1: But see... <laughs> no, no, no. Hold up, hold up, hold, hold, hold up. See, Adam's, Adam's very big on stats. For me... Oh, I'm just, I'm just I'm showing from and, the other point of view. Yeah, yeah, so I, I love what you do off the ball. Um, I think Junior Polo's aggressiveness, his ability to tackle low, his offloads, um, you know, stats and meters are, are great, but so, for example, if Tedesco beats four people, passes it to, to, to Trevojevic, Trevojevic draws and passes to Winger, Tahoe goes over and scores. Uh-huh. Who gets the try assist in that? I wasn't listening. Tedesco doing... beats four people. Four people okay. pass it to Travovich and he passes it to Tahoe. Oh, Travovich gets a try do. assist. No, they don't. No, they... no.
0: Tedesco gets a try assist. Travovich gets the last touch. They brought that
1: into fantasy this year. The, but that's not on what you're going off. So. That's the anything. annoying thing about stats. That's a very convoluted part of it where you can you can beat eleven people. Yeah. To just go get them. the try assist. No. See, the thing where about it is he that's fantasy works? Yeah, but see, the, the thing about it is it's what you do off the ball, and Junior Polo does a lot more than Offerhand hand galley off the ball. Um he's a better defensive player, he's a better running player, and he, let's face it, he's only going to be doing 20, 20 minute stints, 15 minute stints in the game.
0: He's uh-huh. not
1: going to be on volume. He'll just be pure impact. It'd be essentially a bowling ball going at 10 pins. 10 pins. And that's what the way Fitler's going to use it. And that's all he needs to be used for. And if he can create enough damage, you know, someone who makes 60 tackles in a game but then Nathan Heimach flops over the fact that someone, guy, goes on for 15-minute stints and, you know, shits all over him and makes 20 metres per run. The guy who made 60 tackles in the game and ran it four times is going to get better stats. Okay. And that's how how you rate stats these days, unfortunately, Um, because it's all a numbers game. Rugby League is a lot of off the ball, and I just think there's... You can go, in fact, I'll give you Fodder Waker, but every other part of this bench, and you say if I was wins, I don't see you guys winning in, in much of this.
0: I'm just wait, I'm going to scan back to you in just a sec. I'm just trying to think because, um, Paulo's been a starter this year, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and often yeah, he's been a starter the last few weeks,
1: yeah, a few just weeks. He's been jumping there. between the bench, I think he got dropped at one point as well by Michael yeah. Maguire. All right. So this is just the actual
0: stats from this year, not their rating. I just went back and had a look at yeah. hit-ups, metres, um, offloads, tackles, and missed tackles. I just grabbed those five. So you're talking about work on the ball and off the ball. So Paulo's had 174 hit-ups for 1580 metres. Um, Off-end Gary's had less hit-ups, 159 for 1339. So metres per hit-up, nine metres per Versus 8.4 meters, so a 60 centimeter difference. So that's yeah,
1: is is that is what it is. that averaged out? Is it okay? That's averaged out.
0: Um, yeah. tackles for the whole season. Um, offhand is made 321, Paulo's made 293. So, uh, offhand Gowies made 103, 30, 30, 28 more tackles. Um, Miss tackles are 22-21. So he's been more efficient um, as a tackler, uh, at Gowie. And when it comes to offloads, despite less games played, the offload difference is only 3, 18 to 21. So statistically, they're even with Offen having a slight edge with regards to hit-ups, metres, on average tackles, missed tackles and offloads. Okay.
1: Okay. With those stats, who would you rather in your
0: team? Um, coming off the bench, don't care. They're going to have the same impact. Well, there's nothing Paulo's done that's impressed me outside of a yeah, couple of good origin bench. games. Yeah. And offend like, Gaowie's done the same who, who, for
1: Queensland. If they both if you both had an option to buy either one of them, who are you gonna buy? Neither, honestly, I'd put my money elsewhere. Oh my god, just answer the question, man. I don't care. They're
0: the same player, except it's answer the question. Bit, Paulo's fatter. That's literally the only difference. This um, answer the question. I'll take offhand Gaowie because he's in a nicer jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, shit what they, <laughs> they're not literally talking... the same player, they are One, not just one's fatter than the other. Um, oh my god, man, <laughs> they've both had a wooden spoon. Paulo's probably had two. Um, <laughs> offering Gow, played more Origins, maybe. I don't know.
1: Oh, um, mate,
0: would you really are you really rating Paulo that much higher than offering Gow? I think you're overrating Paulo. More than you're under... under I do off not galley. rate Offerhand of Gowey at all. Okay, so you've got them and Paulo at the same. Cool. Um, <laughs> Look, New South Wales bench win. Regan-Kermil Gillard's a better prop than Paulo.
1: Shut up. Um, he is. So, no, he's not. He, he. He's not. Out of everyone um, on the bench, Liam
0: Martin's got the highest expected influence on in the game um, at 21, followed by... Offe Gowie and Jack Whiten at seventeen, based I, on their output this year. You know full well New South Wales bench is better. Oh, I think they both could be better. I don't. I'm not really impressed with either bench, honestly.
1: Yeah, but um, right now New South Wales bench is better. Just say it. You know it's true. Even if it's just because of White, yeah, and right. over It's White over Bribson
0: and Martin over Sewer. The other two are washers. Oh, mate. So it's New South Wales. <laughs> Payne Haas is a better player than Waker yes, but Waker has been the best player out of all eight of these that are on the bench this year.
1: Yeah, but out of the two of them, who do you reckon is going to go better in the Origin game? Waker or Payne Haas? Payne Haas is—he's he, an off Origin the, player. off the bench.
0: Uh, Waker If they were both starting, Haas. I haven't rated what's, Haas. What's so coming bad about off the of bench. Off
1: the be- what's your issue with Payne Haas on the bench? Have you seen him play off the bench? Yeah, he just call, runs in and causes havoc and walks off the field. No, he doesn't. He, he finds it really
0: hard to get into the game. Go back and watch any of the games he's actually come off the bench. He does not have anywhere near the impact. I think I we'll, still think we'll he'll f- start. I honestly think we'll he'll start and night. they'll bring Dubrovic off the bench. We'll find um, out tomorrow night. <laughs> because out of every New South Wales forward, as a Queensland supporter, I'd want Haas playing the least minutes out of everyone. Because he's oh, yeah. the
1: best forward for New he'll South Wales, he'll probably so. come on twenty and then play sixty. You know, yeah, something like that. He probably I not. I, I, I hope that they bring him on in twenty-minute bursts. No, nah, they won't. That's Junior Polo.
0: Now, so oh, as a Queensland, I hope that's what they do with Haas because that would help us. Um, so we we'll give New <laughs> South Wales a point for the interchange. All right, so that adds up to one, two, three, four, five.
1: I think New South Wales win this. You would.
0: That's crazy. What is it? That is so crazy. Okay. So the statistics page that I've been working off, when you add up all of the players um, in the total player rating, New South Wales is 0.130 on average. Mm. Maroons are 0.125 on average, so 0.5. Oh, it's so close. Um, They have a different one up here that I didn't use, which is called WARG, so wins above a regular reserve grader. Um, So how much better are they than a reserve grade team? Uh, Maroons are better off for 7.5 wins. New South Wales are better off by 9, so 1.5 difference. Our rating scale... Using our stuff, New South Wales, six, Queensland, four and a half, one and a half difference. Exactly That's the cool. same as the SATs table to New That's South cool. Wales by one and a half. Um, when it comes to expected involvement, New South Wales has 476, Queensland has 460. If you add the home grand advantage, that takes it up to 467.7. Versus 476. So about 10 point difference. So pretty much what everything is pointing to, form statistics, opinion between us, the site, has New South Wales winning by a very slight margin. Um, something like 53 to 47%. And okay. to me, that's pretty much where I also sit based on the strength of their backline. All
1: right. I've got um you just all I have all I'm gonna do is name three facets of a game right now. And all you have to say is Queensland and New South Wales and tell me which one is better. Okay? All right. So kicking game. Who's better? Queensland and New South Wales. Don't need to justify to just say which one's better. Queensland. All right. Queensland. Overall defense. This is a talking podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm the thing um, Wash... Wash? No, you gotta pick one. Oh fudge.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, so many people are out of position. Um, this, uh, New South Queensland. New South New South Queensland. Queensland Wales. Can
1: you get off the fence, please? Just Yeah, like,
0: New South Wales.
1: Okay. Uh creativity.
0: Ooh, Queensland.
1: Queensland. Okay, I agree with that. Okay, big one. Who's gonna win by how much? Someone Tip. by less. Oh than my four. god! Get off the fence,
0: <laughs> mate. Um, it's Origin. Get off the fucking fence. Intangibles. Queensland will win because it's intangible.
1: Okay. Literally, that's, to me. That's literally all that's splitting this. If it was in hey, Sydney, we weren't justifying it. We weren't justifying Sorry. it. Sorry. Okay. By how much? Uh, less than six. Less than six. Woof. Okay. So you've got Queensland in kicking, New South Wales in overall defense, and New South Wales in creativity. No, Queensland in creativity. Oh, Queensland in creativity. There you go. So that's what Adam's thing. Uh, Adam's thinking is tomorrow night. All right. You got anything else?
0: I just hate what the coaches have done to my brain. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I honestly think overall, I there are so many aspects in New South Wales that I'm scared of, but there are also so many aspects that have made me less scared based on where they've been picked to play and how much I think they will play. Um, What I think gives Queensland the edge is the fact that it's in Townsville, the fact that... um. Those sort of intangibles do have an impact on the game. I am disappointed in New Townsville fans in that there was no one at the airport to greet the Maroons or to diss the Blues. That was disappointing. Um, Look at this from a New South Wales point of view. If this game was at Wynn Stadium, oh, you'd be be dead. Or Penrith or something like that. Bank West. uh, Bank West. Yeah, I'd be feeling I'd be going New South Wales literally based on the same reason I'm going Queensland.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. It's if I take else? the
0: fact that we're on a podcast, and we're not meant to be biased. Um, Queensland huh. because New South Wales sucks. So that's bias. Bi-
1: bi- bias is what we do, man. You didn't. You got to learn. No, you're you're
0: biased. I try to give an even <laughs> viewpoint. If um if we're not if we're allowed to be biased, then um Queensland because New South Wales are just scum of the ass. So, um, <laughs> and the fact that I'm sitting here in a Queensland scarf and you're sitting there in a a funeral shirt, so that makes sense.
1: Righto. I'm picking New South Wales by 14. Ooh. Are there people in New South Wales that can count to 14? Yeah, because we've got, we got the stereotype of being here. I
0: don't think you've won 14 series, so... Um... <laughs> All right. You got anything else? Uh, no, just um, good luck uh, to whichever team you support, as long as it's Queensland. Um, enjoy tomorrow night. Uh, be responsible if you're out driving sorry if you're out at a party or whatever um, make sure you've got a plan b get home safe and go queensland see yous
1: mate thank you for tuning in to six
0: again connect with the show on twitter instagram and the six again website all links via the show's bio Be sure to check out Adam's craft beer
1: choice of the week.